Yeah, there's no like form to this, right? It just like, or is there like, I forgot. It's formless. Formless. It's formless. Like little amoebas we are. Exactly. We yeah. are like two little amoebas swimming into your podcast ears right now. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Think someone's like on their way to work right now, stuck in traffic, miserable, and then they're like, yes, new Jeremiah Wonders. I would, well, I hope for part of that. I hope yeah. that they're not miserable, but I hope that they're like, yes. They might be at the gym. They might be sweating. It's so weird when people work out to a podcast. Have you ever done that? Uh, I've listened to a, uh, I've listened to, to people's specials while, when I went on a hike once. You know what I mean? Like I, I popped yeah. it in and I, and I was like, I was like, I'm on a hike. I was like, okay, yeah. That it was like I, a buddy's special that I needed to check out. But that's like low impact. But like people like lifting weights, I, especially you're on the bench press and then you're in the middle of pushing it out. And then someone says something funny on a podcast, you start laughing and then it just like <laughs> drops that, you know, like I need to listen to hardcore metal music. Tantric sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's dude. what I need to just listen classic. to. Classic. <laughs> just moaning and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That'd be funny to listen to just encouragement in my ears, just as to have somebody being like, You're doing good. You're very good. People love you. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely those people who listen to those tapes, those self help tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. Would you ever be a type of person to do that, to 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 turn on one of those? I would feel so self conscious if it was a dedicated self-help thing so i like to put out good vibes and positivity on different podcasts and stuff sure. like that but i'm hoping that it's slightly more organic because it's not the focal point you know what i mean yeah it's not like i'm putting in a tape like i need this like that to me i would feel very self-conscious i'd start getting inside my head like do i really need this that bad yeah and also yeah it would make me it would by just the proxy of having to put that on to make myself feel better would make me feel sad like it yeah. would have to raise me up so much to offset how much it's going to bring me down the fact that I even need it to begin with. Yeah, the first, the beginning of the tape is, would have to be for me like, all right, don't be inside your head. Yeah. It's okay that you're listening to this tape right now. Don't would, worry about it. The first three minutes are just being like, listen, sometimes everybody needs this. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you're not the only one yeah. who needs this tape right now. <laughs> don't feel self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's what we should record, dude. We should record our own. Okay, and let's just do have that. a fucking. Let's do a little. Let's do a little something oh, yeah? right there. Let's go, buddy. We'll do a little something. You gotta have a sexy voice, so I'm gonna do this. Gotta one. have at least a little bit of reverb in there, and for you, I'm going deep. Oh, you're that's good. Nice. Don't worry about it. You... Everybody needs help. <laughs> <laughs> All of us are helpless at different times in our lives. And right now, that person is you. Focus on the sound of our voice and realize that things are only going to improve throughout your day. And if you're looking around the gym wondering, do people know I'm listening to a self-help tape right now? You're goddamn right they do. But that's okay, because you're a good guy. And people love you. They could tell by the perfectly matched tracksuit that you're wearing <laughs> that you mentally need a little bit of help right now. Also, if I had to take a guess, I would assume you're crying a little bit, and that's fine too. 
Now normally, these self-help tapes are not tag-teamed by two voices. Of completely different tone and inflection. <laughs> completely different timbers, completely different softness and harshness. But just know that you are loved. You will lift the weight above you just like that guy from back in the day who had the world and the rock who rolled it up the... What, what was his name? Uh, it wasn't Icarus, was it? Mm-mm. He flew too close to the <laughs> oh, sun, to the baby. Sun. It got too hot. This is a self-help tape of a couple morons who don't <laughs> know historical references. We didn't do enough research before launching into this. It, they did not give us a script in the booth. They just said, go. Yeah, we have to fill up another four hours of this. So just realize that we're with you every step of the way. Good for you. I feel like everything should end with that, with a nice good for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. It's always a fun, dude. Yeah, these things are the best. I just want that in my daily life. Just an effect. They, they, I, they're a mood improver for me. Like these these things, they make me feel like a kid every single time. It's well, hard not to. On my Twitch stream, we I have like a little soundboard kind of a thing too that I can change it and I'll constantly be playing. We play Call of Duty and I'll put on like a baby voice. And then yeah. so when I beat them, at first I go like, oh, are you babies crying? And then they're like, shut up, dude. And then I change to the baby voice and start talking to them as a baby. And it's very fun. I get, bet people get so mad. Oh yeah, because calling someone a baby is... It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite insult because it's so clean and it's so innocuous, but it's so hurtful. It hurts everybody. No matter what like age you are, if you call an 11-year-old a baby, if you call a 40-year-old a baby, they're like, I'm not a fucking baby. Like, they get, people get so mad. I didn't realize how bad of an insult it was until I had a baby. And then I'm like, "What you? the reason why the, the baby is an insult when you're saying that to somebody, when you have a baby... There's times where there is no reasoning. There's no right. logic. Yeah. So like literally you're like, what do you want? And they're just crying. You know what I mean? Uh, so like you're literally like, I'm, I want to improve, but we just can't communicate right now. let me help. Yeah. Let yeah. me help you. So like when, yeah. when you're like, when you call somebody a baby, you're being like, you can't reason. You have no logic. Yeah. You you're just, just sit there and cry. Yep. <laughs> like the little baby you <laughs> right, are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fun, dude. People go crazy. And then it's like, it's even funnier because those those are the people who will like scream out like racial slurs or something at you to try and hurt you. And then you calling them a baby somehow hits even harder than them. You know what I mean? Versus any other thing you, you say. You ever called them a baby and reverse the slur that they just called you? <laughs> Like say it back a to baby. them. A baby. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That, that would be. I like fun. that you cued me up to be like a baby. You say it. You, yeah. You put you no, put no. that on record. No, we just know. We you know yeah. you know where I'm going yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be fun. Like hypothetically, that that's a funny thing to do. Obviously, we're not going to do it. But it's it's just a thing. Like somebody calls you racial slur. Like I think you're a baby. <laughs> yeah, you're a littler one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just stay in the pocket with that. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's great. <laughs> Video games are so fun. The fact that you can Twitch now and people are like into that and like people are into watching video. Because if you think about it, Twitch streams is just, especially when comics do it, it's just a video podcast where, oh, you know, totally. where they're doing another activity at the same time. No, that that's why when I was doing it uh, more during the pandemic, I enjoyed it, catching up with friends and stuff and then just recording it and throwing it out there because 
it was a way for me to catch up with yeah. people and, and yeah, like we played before. Yeah. 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 We actually need to play soon again. Buddy, I'm, I'm always on there. Yeah. I love it. What's it's your fun. game right now? Cold Duty is the is our main one just because all the people I play with that go on it. But I've been playing yeah. this horror game called A Dead of Night, where you like are stuck in a hotel and you have no weapons, and there's a psycho like from the movie Psycho esque like cross dressing psychopath who is running around with an axe and hides behind corners. And it's fil- It's not like animated. It's filmed, so it's like real. It's like a real guy. And you'll just, you know, and when you press forward on the stick, you can't like nudge up. You go like a once you commit, it pushes you like ten feet forward. So you'll turn a corner, and then he'll be there going, ah, you know. And then it's, and I made a jump scare compilation because I got, and I'm not a guy who gets like, like scared easily. Sagalo freaks out. Oh, Sagalo has full heart attacks. He's going, he's going to die uh, from from being scared, (laughs) most likely by my hands. But uh, it it's so fun because he gets equally as scared if you just just. You can scare him, wait two seconds, and then go, ha, again. And he equally, it, it's a cartoonish overreaction, and it's my favorite. I really like the relationship that you, Canon and Sagalo have on your podcast. I, I love all the clips that you post on Instagram and <laughs> Thanks, stuff like man. that. Like, it's just you guys just, like, getting in on each other and just, like, kind of roasting each other. And... Yeah, and well, we used to do Irish Goodbye with Mike and I, and Brendan would come on. It would be very much like... Mike and I versus, you know, but now with the, with, here's a scenario, a lot of it, it, it literally morphs second to second where it'll be like Mike and I versus Brendan. And then it'll be Mike and Brendan versus me. And then Brendan and I versus Mike, like every, there's no loyalty. We are constantly changing allegiances. Yeah, I like how like you're all clearly very good friends, but you're constantly throwing each other under the bus. Yeah. Oh, at, at, at a moment's notice. Yeah. It's very fun. But that's what keeps it interesting because that's our like true relationship is just constantly busting balls. And How long have you them. known uh, Mike Cannon and Brendan Sagalow? It's funny you say that because Cannon I've known for a while now. Cannon's probably like, I don't know, eight or nine years. Uh, Sagalow, I remember, Sagalow wasn't even at my wedding, so I didn't even know him then. And that was 2015. So it's, it must have been like 2016 or 2015 isn't that weird like certain people in your life you feel like they've been around forever but then you look back at certain milestones you're like wait i didn't even really know them no 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 and you know what's funny him and i both can't remember how we met and i i think how it happened was you know how it is with comedy where we are constantly seeing a lot of uh, meeting a lot of people. And so you don't, yeah. the worst thing they always say in this industry to ever say is like, nice to meet you because you could offend somebody if you've met them six times before and then you're an asshole. So I think him and I just did a thing where we were like, oh, what's up, dude? Good to see you, even though we hadn't met. And then slowly we learned each other's names, third party, and right. then became, and then I don't know, and then the rest is history, as they say. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to get uh, Cannon on this podcast. Uh, when I did Irish Goodbye, he, he said something that kind of stuck with me. He goes, I feel like, he said something like, I feel like we could have been closer, but like I messed it up or something. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, I like you, dude. I think you're very funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's coming out here in a month or so. so okay, we'll have be, to make that happen yeah. then. Yeah. That's great though, dude. Yeah. It's been a fun, I mean, this LA, I was expecting a full war zone in Los Angeles and granted I haven't gone like deep down Hollywood yet. War zone as far as what? Like the homeless and like post COVID, like I expected it to be, everyone painted it like 
it was going to be, you know, World War Z, like zombies coming up to the windows and stuff. But no, as long as you stay in, you know, just the comedy store or Beverly Hills, it's pretty nice out here. <laughs> as long as we're in our own little, uh, you know, divided sections. Bubble. And then, I mean, I don't see what the problem is with like L.A. and the gas prices and all yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm taking Ubers, you know, it's fine. You know, it's whatever. But boy, oh boy, it is still a beautiful city. We'll oh, say. dude! Yeah, absolutely. You did. Um, you did stand up on the spot last night and crushed it. Um, so fun, man! Dude, it was good to have you back. And Such I'll, a uh, uh, we'll be working on that, and hopefully that'll be out in the next couple months for you guys to check out on this YouTube page. Um, but yeah, I always love having you on that show. You're like, you're you're one of those people who, when you're thrown something, it, there's never like a bunch of downtime you like have an opinion on it and i love yeah. that you know you're ready <laughs> to rant that's better for better or worse where i'm like someone someone just yells out something and i just start i just start talking it's like the michael scott thing is like sometimes i start a sentence and i don't even know where it's going where you just go <laughs> i'm coming in hot with an opinion that i'm also figuring it out as i'm saying it yeah but yeah yeah it is it uh, for some crowd work is a real muscle that you know coming up in new york comedy just a lot of the shows that I did, a lot of these like bar shows, it's just people, you know, weren't expecting to come to a comedy show. They're barked in. And so you have to keep them engaged. And that is, you know, is really, I, I owe a lot of that, you know, that muscle worked out towards that because that was so much, you know, and it's so much fun to do good crowd work and something like that too. Your show where they're ready for it and they're expecting like to be able to be a part of it yeah. is so fun because then there's no like pressure to be like get to a joke right now. You're like, let me find something fun. And uh, every time I have, I think I got a, a new bit out of last night too. Heck so. yeah! And I'm whoever that guy that. was who decided to Thank yell out you. the New York City subway system on the day of a terrorist attack, just to really, I feel like I climbed out of the uh, out of it okay. But it, no, was, it was good. It was it was a real like. All right, you son of a bitch. Let's see if I can try and make this. Those are sometimes the best is like, how do I make something that's not really funny right now? Yeah. Funny. Like those are the, like, I love, I love comics who are able to do that. Like Bill Burr, where the premise is problematic, where they just lay it out. Yeah. And then, and then like literally the digging starts as soon as yeah. like the first line is said, I'm like, Ooh, how's this going to end? So much fun though. Yeah, it was such a great show. And that show, it just, it feels like, I don't know what's the biggest room you ever do those in, but it feels like something, I don't know, I feel like doing it in the belly room le lends to the magic of that show versus if you did it in like the main room of the store or maybe like, I've you know. I've never done, I'm very curious to try it in the main room just because we've never done it in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it would we, still work. We did it in Austin in a room that was pretty huge. It ended up having like probably 250 people in there mm -hmm. and it and it went pretty far back in their standing room only where people are standing in the back and that worked out you just have to um have to ask a little bit like more clearly like like what like you know like because if people are really yelling suggestions it gets right. a little crazy of course uh so you just have to be a little bit more selective like hey, hey what did you you two people mm -hmm. say right here and like just like be a little bit more focused that fun moment though yesterday when you were when there was just one person suggesting things and you were like, okay, but also other people can say stuff as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a fun thing. And then there was one woman who just kept wanting to say jello and then no one listened to it the that. entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. Such yeah, a fun we, thing. Our next one uh, comes out 
on uh, Monday, April 25th wow. on this channel uh, with myself, Annie Letterman, Ryan Sickler, and Eric Griffin. So tune in to that wow. Monday, April 25th here on the show. Strong lineup. Yeah. Strong lineup. Do you have anything? We'll do, uh, let's do a couple plugs right here in the middle. Uh, that way we'll just end clean the podcast clean. Do you have anything coming up uh, show-wise or anything that you... Uh, when does this release? It's on Monday, baby. So. Okay, great. Well, yeah. if you're listening to this in Pennsylvania, I'll be at Soul Jules, uh April 22nd, which is this Friday. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm in the city a ton in the next couple months. So, uh, MikeFeeneyComedy.com. I, I am Mike Feeney, of course all social media got my comedy special rage against the routine you can always watch on my youtube and twitch.tv slash ny freshmaker i play with a bunch of comics i've been playing with uh louis j gomez brendan sagalo shuli edgar it's uh it's a great tim butterly it's just a fun it's yeah. fun dude just comics talking shit getting kills and we're not half bad too which is the other fun you've part. gotten good yeah i think i'm like pretty good at war zone that's what happened with uh eric griffin uh, he got really good at Warzone. Yeah. He just kept playing and kept slogging hours and he still streams all the time. And now he's like, he's like a Twitch like partner or something like that. Yeah. That like where he makes pretty good money people, on Twitch. People are constantly coming into my stream asking me to stream with him. And I'm like, I wait, I haven't met him. So I'm like, I maybe I can connect you guys. But I was like, yeah, I would love to stream with him. They all try to connect you guys because he's always looking for like good comics to play with and stuff like that. Yeah, so that, that, sure. that could be fun. Yeah. Boom. Look at that. Jeremiah just making building bridges trying trying to know? Connect, trying to connect the cities of LA and New York yeah I'm excited to go out there next month uh it'll be a good time are you going are you uh doing skank Fest Vegas oh yeah oh that'll be fun that's gonna be that might be the one that someone finally dies it's gonna be too much Vegas. <laughs> too debaucherous like, Vegas for I'm like worried of how long I'm gonna be in Vegas for because it's like whatever a Thursday to a Monday You're it's like, a little yeah I always um what I've been doing is uh uh, the the kickoff night I usually yeah. go the day after. Mm. That's still that's enough for me. You know what I mean? The last sure. couple of days I'm like that's good for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like because there's the thing. The best part about Skankfest is not even you know not even the shows. It's the hang. You know, like oh, for for dude. us anyway. Yeah, getting to see everybody. I can't wait to be off stage to go back to hanging. You know, <laughs> like you get there and you're like cool, cool, but now let me go. But I. I always turn down hosting shows, but they had me host. It was such a good lineup. I'm like, I'm not going to make a stink about this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the lineup, I was like, like it's cool that I'm even hosting this show. It was like an outside tent show with yeah. like tons of, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. I did it was like one... Stan Hope popped in and, and Eddie Pepitone. Mm -hmm. It was like Lewis and, uh, and, and Dave Smith. And it was just like a really good lineup. It was fun. Yeah. Those out, that outdoor venue is actually pretty cool. I did a show where it was Sunday and this is exactly like Skankfest in a nutshell is like, you know, you, you have your schedule of shows, but you get added on to a bunch of shows. So you, you, your schedule ends up filling up and it was Sunday. I didn't have anything till 10 PM. And I go, it was noon and people, you know, comics were like, Oh, we're smoking weed. Do you want to smoke? And I'm like, yeah, I got nothing for 10 hours. Why not? And like the second the, you know, the joint finishes, so one of the woman, women in a yellow shirt runs up to me. She's like, do you want to go on stage? You're going to go on the show. Like you got to go up next, which I don't. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's Wait, I just took a huge Can you give me a second or, or what? I don't feel so good.
Yeah, that's that's how I uh, I felt. Can you give me like three more murkers, please? Yeah. Is there a seltzer around I could get? I'm feeling parched for some reason. I don't know what I just smoked. Welcome to Shank Burger, home of the Shank Burger. Can I take your order? Just kidding. I ain't no bitch, I ain't no working no fast food. Huh. I'm a fighter pilot. Or am I a boy band? I don't know. Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Upstart. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, your boy is here for you cause your ass is not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom, homie. Upstart is the fastest and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off all your debt all online. And I got racks and racks of debt. And Upstart will be helping me for days with that. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people view Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. I like that. It's stress relieving, you know. Upstart knows you more than just your credit score. So, you, you, you know, rather than you looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like income, employment and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan because sometimes like these companies don't be truthful you can check your rate without your impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between one thousand and fifty thousand dollars sometimes i just check it for the hell of it you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan find out how upshot can lower your monthly payment today when you go to upshot.com slash jeremiah that's the homie right there don't forget to use Shanks Earl. Let them know I sent you. That's upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on the credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Now let's get back into this tasty-ass episode of Jeremiah Wonders with Mike Feeney. And be sure to check out that new Stand Up On The Spot special dropping on that ass this Monday, April 25th. Love y'all. Yeah, and that's the other thing at, at Skankfest too. You're like, I, there might be, I don't know what was in that. But uh, then they, so I go to the show. It was that outdoor uh, venue. And the lineup was Bobby Kelly, then um, Kurt Metzger, mm-hmm. then me, then Eddie Pepitone. And so it was like, there was a noticeable like crowd excited drop off from from them to me because they're all like they're you know some of their favorite guys yeah and let me tell you buddy those first two minutes were pretty tough we're to the point where i had a moment where i almost was just gonna put the mic back in the stand and go you know what i'm all set thank you though and i was gonna like leave i like looked over at one point and bobby kelly was looking at me like Good luck. Like he had give you that face of like, yeah, better pull this out. And thankfully, I I didn't leave. And it, you know, it, it ended up being by the end of the set, they were fantastic for me. But those first two minutes, I just came in too hot, too high, and was just trying to address it. And people were doing that thing where they go, "What? Like, yeah. what is? What? Yeah, is, we're good. No, you, what are yeah, you talking about? We're good stoned? right now. It's twelve p.m. And I'm like, ah, oh, guy, like it was. The worst, the worst. But it was a really fun show. But that's Skankfest in a nutshell. Did you did you um, get any chances to work with uh, Gilbert Gottfried? Um, well, I did. Yeah, I've worked with him a couple. T- I actually it was so weird. I got booked on two separate road gigs with him a week apart from two different bookers, which was crazy. And yeah. I had never met him before, and it was so strange. And the first one that we did, I just met him uh, there. 
at the venue and did the show. But then the one the next the week after, I I drove him. I picked him up. So I picked him up at his apartment and you know, like I don't know how well if at all you knew him, but his personality is like he was the quietest sheepish night and day difference night and day difference on stage like literally barely spoke until i would speak to him and then i'd be like oh uh you know so and so says hi because i even bobby kelly says hi and one of them he just goes oh that's great i like him Tell him I said hot. Like, just literally, like, you feel like you're visiting. I felt like I was visiting, like, uh, my grandfather in a nursing home or something where I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. pal. And, uh, but he was so, he was very, such a sweet guy. And, you know, I was, uh, I was just trying to, you know, in a three hour drive or something. So, of course, you're trying to keep some kind of conversation yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of long pauses without speaking. But then the show came and, uh, you know, like, he had, you know, he had problems walking and stuff, so he couldn't, like, uh, you know, to go up to the steps of this little theater that we did. And, of course, he goes up and just annihilates the crowd and stuff. And then he gets off stage, and we're about to drive back, and I'm I'm getting... And the bathroom was... all You would have to go out of the theater all the way to the front where everybody was, then downstairs, and then come back up. So he just we just go outside. I, I have the car idling. He just goes in front of a dumpster, just pisses outside, which is great. And he's like holding like a wine bottle in his hand, like a half bottle of wine. He's holding a half bottle of wine in his hand, gets done pissing, gets into my car, opens up the red wine bottle and like legitimately is just not like drinking it fast. I'm talking opened it and was drinking like did not let it come down until he finished the entire bottle dude just and it didn't even look like he was necessarily enjoying drinking it like it just a just chugging the whole bottle of red wine show routine i guess so and he was he was very he was very fun on that ride home uh compared to on the way up he he loosened up it was very fun he was a very nice uh guy and so sad to hear but uh that you know he passed especially because he's got kids and all that other stuff yeah it's brutal his wife was uh very i mean she is a very sweet woman every time i saw uh her she's awesome um and yeah i've got i've got a got a couple really good memories involving Gilbert where I, I had the chance to work with him a little bit here and there. He played he played Hitler on uh the historical roast that we did on Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like he that's literally like like Jeff Ross said he goes if we're going to have anybody play Hitler the only person who can get away with it is Gilbert. Right. He's the most Jewish person and he like you know what i mean like the most obnoxious version the person that hitler would hate and despise the most to play him for sure so it just it was so funny him as this little you know what i mean with like the khaki shorts and everything yeah 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 and he was just destroying as hitler like for those tapings and it was just one of those things like as soon as you just saw him you're like oh this is like so freaking funny he's so good on those roasts too man he's just so yeah. uniquely himself he, he know he really knows he talk about a guy like i think this is something as as comics that we all strive for we are all striving to really nail and know our comedic voice oh yeah and that guy just lived in his comedic voice you know what i mean on stage like he knew exactly 
how to play it like like a harp like a fine right. instrument like he knew exactly when to you know really tweak things up and rev it up and stuff like that it was awesome he was yeah he's just such a uh, a big personality when he's on stage it's so funny to see the ovations he would get too yeah. you know what's funny too after the show um he would like sell you know like he would sell like autograph like sh- sh- headshots or something with autographs but the majority of the things that he sold was a eight by ten of the parrot from uh, Aladdin? Like he would sell like just a still picture of the parrot, and he would sign the parrot. But it was like people were like, "Can I get the parrot?" Like they, there was pictures of Gilbert. There's pictures like of all the things. And people, everyone bought the parrot signed by Gilbert Gottfried. And you're like, that's such a hilarious thing to be like. I want parrot not like people are like. Do you want to take a picture with Gilbert? He goes, no, no, no. The parrot's fine. Out of everything on the merch table, it's like, yeah. no, 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 that one. The parrot guy, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. yeah. So I mean, fun. iconic role. That that's one thing. One of the funny mentioned the the parrot. Obviously, I mean, it's one of his his huge roles that he did. But um, we did a kill Tony in um at the Gramercy in in New York City, mm-hmm. and he was a surprise guest uh, that uh, Tony and Red Band told us was going. He, they gave us like a, a night in advance, and we had packed. We were doing a trip where we did I think somewhere like Poughkeepsie, uh, and then we were coming down to New York, and we had three costumes planned for three different shows on three different nights. And we happened to randomly, we were going to be, Joel was going to be Aladdin, and I was going to be Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. In, in Blueface, Whoa. just randomly. And then they're like, Gilbert Godfrey's going to be a guest. And we're like, you've got to be kidding. We had it packed for the weekend just randomly. Perfect. We were going to do it on a different night. And I was like, well, we're rotating the order. We got to do this with Gilbert. Yeah. So one of my best like memories I have of him is like us doing like Aladdin and the genie and like, you know, as those characters, like doing different jokes and stuff and him just like hitting the table and like laugh, like just to make that guy laugh. If it felt so good. Yeah. He has a great laugh too. And yeah. that, that little cackle he does. Too. Yeah. That's so funny. Now, are you worried about the blowback of doing Blueface? You know what? It's one of those unfortunate things where, uh, the cameras died that night and there's only audio of that. Ah, yeah. Isn't that convenient, huh? Yeah, very, very lucky. Very huh. lucky. Interesting. Did somebody have some stuff scrubbed from the internet? Uh, yeah, it perhaps. seems seems like somebody perhaps is worried that it won't age well. You know, all the genies out there are <laughs> yeah, gonna be pissed. All the James Cameron, Cameron avatars are <laughs> yeah. like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I can't. I cannot believe this right yeah. now. What did you use to be blue? It was a blue um, suit. Like a sky blue, like uh, like a like, green man, like that, yeah, like lycra things yeah, or whatever. But yeah. it had the face cut out, and then I put on blue face on on here, so I could see out of it. And then I cut out the top, so you could have the little ponytail, and I had these dumb rings, and then a, a, a scarlet sachet. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, that's very fun. Yeah, yeah. Your your like wardrobe budget must have been. Ins- I mean, the amount. Of, what do you do? You, do you throw it all out? Do you see those bins? These are all. These are all costumes. That, that's some of them. That's There's some of them. There's 300, by the way, for the people at home. We're in a warehouse yeah. for those people who don't know what the garage looks like. It's yeah. like... Yeah. Picture the end of Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? When they're doing the pushing down the long, you know, and it's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you shot... Uh, 
you were shooting a lot of sketches for uh, a while there. I mean, you probably started to feel like, oh man, this stuff is starting to pile up a bit. I did feel that way. And uh, I felt that way specifically because my wife was addressing it and how it was, it was starting to, <laughs> she yeah. was like, hey, because we didn't, we don't have this nice little extra spot, you know, New York City apartment uh, closets fill up very fast. So, oh, yeah. so we were just, yeah, some of the stuff we, we would try to do a thing where I would like use it for a sketch and then return it if I could sometimes, but then other times. I like I we saved this uh, World War Two helmet looking thing because I was like oh I, maybe I thought a fun idea might be to Twitch stream with like a call, like a war helmet on would <laughs> right. be a fun bit but then I realized I need my headphones on to hear yeah. everything and they don't go over it's so now difficult. I just have a helmet sitting around <laughs> which is just for nothing yeah Joel was way better uh, when we were doing Kiltoni stuff about returning stuff but if we did uh, the characters recurring thing he goes I guess I'm going back to Party City yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? He'd and go hoping back and they still it. have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. It's at some point, it does feel very funny too when you have like wigs and, and all these props and everything. And, you know, it feels very much like a kid with their toys where you're like, this isn't my play. Cause especially when you talk to some like my wife is she gets it, but she also is like, You understand you have a a selection of wigs and and props in here, right? Like as if you're it's almost like a clown, you know what I mean? We're, of course. We're clowns. I mean, yeah, that was one thing, like, when I was traveling heavily with with wigs and costumes, like, where I was, like, filling up my my suitcase and stuff, I was like, ooh, this is a weird feeling. Like, yeah. I like doing the shows, but I'm like, this travel part sucks with, like, just having to get the stuff there. They ever go through your bag at the airport while you got all the wigs and everything else? And they're uh, like, what is this guy's They would secret? go through Joel's stuff occasionally, and he used to travel with a purple dildo. That's fine. And so they would, you know, pull that out every once in a while. And they're like, okay. Just... Did he do that to mess with airport security? No. Or that was it, was, just a it became a thing pleasure? on the show where oh, okay. he would wear it like, like as part of like a, like, he, yeah, it was like a weird trophy thing when he would do those drum offs and uh -huh. stuff like that. Yeah. It was like an odd thing. Fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wigs and stuff, why don't we get into this next segment called wig? We're here with uh, with our, our assistant there, Shelly, who's coming on the air. You know? uh, hey, it's Shelly with traffic, and things are stuck. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shelly. Always coming in with your sexually suggestive uh, traffic updates. And uh, here we are. <laughs> We're going all over the road. We're going to have a fun time. And uh, if you're listening to this, you know what it is. We are the number one morning radio show this side of Timbuktu. Let's talk about our favorite music. Our favorite music. Our favorite music. Well, you know me. I'm not one to toot my own horn. I do love Prince. I do love Elton John. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> yeah, dude, it needs to definitely be sound effects. Of the <laughs> I'm Shelly. I'm Shelly on sound effects. <laughs> just, just voice sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are too low budget to get actual sound effects, <laughs> so it's me, Shelly, on sound effects. <laughs> this is an NPR-ran station. Our budget is very low, and I'm crying for some reason right now because I have a woman with a dark past. But we can't get into that on nationally syndicated radio. <laughs> Shelly, I think uh, I think this is a good time to bring up that your that dark past. You've been teasing that for a, a few years now, and I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> dark past, um, dark past, 
dark past, dark past, dark past. Uh, yes, you know, I've had a dark past for a while. I got in fight with a bear recently in a parking lot. Whoa, look out. Are we talking about a, a grizzly or a gay man? It was a gay man. You got oh, it. He hey. was a big gay guy. I'm <laughs> gay. <laughs> Where did that, that, sorry, I just accidentally hit the I'm gay sound effect button. I don't yep. know where that, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, sometimes uh, there's just like, I have inner thoughts that, that are random sound bites on this, <laughs> this soundboard. But anyway, so yeah, I fought a man in a parking lot. Um, he punched out the window of my a Honda Civic. Whoa. Um, I glued the shards of glass to my knuckles, and then we got in a street brawl Whoa. in the grocery store. Little Shelly Wolverine action coming at you. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things from my dark past. <laughs> Shelly, you're a wild one. Just again, everybody paying attention right now. Thank you for listening to WKAB. Uh, KAB is a is a actual, we sell keys here in addition to uh, being on the radio. But uh, Shelly, you've been with me for 15 years. I've never heard this story, which is very impressive. And uh, it's not the first time you fought a man, if, I, if I'm correct. Yes, I fought you at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to set you up for that quite nicely. Uh, you did ruin the service, but made it a memorable one nonetheless. Well, I just had to say to your wife-to-be, whoever thinks that they are the better woman will defeat me today for your love. It was a little strange you wore a white dress, too. Not really common practice coming to a wedding. Uh, I did not know that your um, wife-to-be was classically trained in Taekwondo Mm -hmm. and also an MMA brown belt. Um, State champion. So um, she rocked my biscuits, and I put me into (laughs) a coma for three weeks after the wedding. Shelly, you you walk into the cage, you're going to get hit. That's what we say in my house. Have you ever been hit by your wife? Just once, and uh, I don't remember it, but she told me I've learned from it, and I guess I have. Mm. That's what happens if you don't unload the dishwasher, folks. Hey, now! (laughs) 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 That's the sound of my my confidence and balls gurgling down the drain. You're listening to Babito and Shelly in the mornings. (laughs) That's me, Rick Babito. Classic. Rick Babito on Q... What was that station again? (laughs) We all know it. Say it out loud. Q105. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Bobito and Shelly in the mornings. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's another one of those inner thought uh, sound bites uh, that's happening. You know, uh, a lot of people want us to play music on this station, but yeah, I asked you seven minutes ago, what was your favorite kind of music? You know, I again, I, I I'm a fan of the hits. Obviously, as you know, this is a classic rock station, so I'm I'm not opposed to Elton John or Prince or Billy Joel. But really, for my money, pound for pound, it doesn't get much better than Rick Astley. He is really, I think, far and above. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit. Well, can you name two other songs other than Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley? Is this a a test? Yes, it is. Well, uh, he has two other songs that sound surprisingly like Never Gonna Give You Up. Now, the names of them escape me at the moment, but that's, you know, that's not 
You don't need another. If you have, if you have, never going to give you up. Bobito has been stoned. <laughs> that's a Sorry. very specific drop you have. Sorry, right that was a specific drop that's been. I it's been recorded for a while, but uh, I got to use it for the first time today. Yeah, dust it off the old Bobito's wrong button. But I. <laughs> I do think that if you have a, such a classic, timeless hit like "Never Gonna Give You Up," that you don't really need any other songs. Is that is that is that me freaking out? The time button? Oh oh oh! Taking up too much time. Time's up. I've been molested on this show. <laughs> Whoops! Whoa! Babito went too far on a Friday morning. <laughs> we we thought Babito. We promised we'd keep that a secret. <laughs> he, he thought he was gonna keep us a great though, but he didn't. <laughs> Shelly and Babito in the morning. Yeah. Babito, I paid you a handsome fee to never talk about that. Um, so sorry. Anyway, that just escaped me. Do I have any music I like? I do, but sometimes people don't ask me anything because I'm Shelly. Shelly. That's my fault. Uh, what, 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 what's your favorite kind of music you could listen to? If you could listen to anything in the world, what would it be? Have you listened to the Black Swan soundtrack? Uh, I've listened, I've watched the movie that has music oh, playing, but no. The soundtrack is so much better. Oh, okay. Why don't you break it down for us track by track? It's really good. Um, there's that one that's like Natalie Portman's dance, like this like track number three. Okay. It's is that, really good. It's more of a classical music kind of a vibe. I'm crying right now. I oh, you are crying. I'm crying. Okay. Listen, you've offended me. Okay. You brought up drama. <laughs> and we don't, I don't know why I'm unboxing it on today's episode, but I do have to give an update on weather. The weather is 73 degrees outside and it's a breeze crisp day in the San Fernando Valley. Back to you, Bobito. What was the... <laughs> Uh, Shelly fighting back vomit and tears talking Sorry, about I'm in a bad place right now I don't really know Shelly be what honest is... have you been drinking I might drink a little bit <laughs> Shelly why are you crying fetal I see... alcohol syndrome <laughs> I see actual tears streaming down your face yeah curious as to what is triggering these tears well you know what's really upsetting is when your wife almost beat me to a bloody pulp in front of all your friends and family. Right? Well, you did You did try and ruin the wedding now. Don't That's forget about something... that. You did scream during the reception. If anybody has any objections and you screamed, I do. I'm Shelly. I'm Shelly. Because what, you know, I always just listen to Nike ads when I'm in a moment of wondering what I should do. Okay. And I just heard Michael Jordan say, just do it. And so I stood up and I yelled, she's not worthy. She's a cohort from the Taliban. Yeah. And she got converted. She, yes, converted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 72. Uh, no longer a threat. <laughs> so, you know, when I approached the bench, I, I did treat her like a judge. When I went to the <laughs> altar, I said, I said, may I approach the bench? And she said, B word, we're on the radio, can't say swear mm. words. She said, get out of my life and get out of my wedding. I can't believe that my husband has been with a no good, nothing, do good, nothing wrench of a 
person that just really messes up his morning radio show every day and I wish his co-host was a man. And yeah, I mean, furthermore to that, a lot of people have asked, why haven't you gotten rid of Shelly? Why haven't you gotten rid of Shelly? And I think uh, I just want to address this once and for all. It's because of the ongoing lawsuit and uh, we're worried about the sexual harassment blowback and the possible lawsuit from uh, said earlier molestation. So I, uh, we keep you on. Touchy vibes. Yeah, we gotta, we're kind of obligated to keep you on to kind of keep you quiet. But at the same time, I do think, Shelly, you do bring a unique voice that people want to hear. It's the women's perspective, the spinster, uh, constantly alone, multiple cats in your house. I mean, I've been over there once, and the smell, I mean, my God, you could smell it from here. You don't want to say that I'm a cat lady, but... Meow. Meow goes the dog. Sorry, I've been drinking and I'm on Ambien right now. So oh. thing, things are a little loopy in the morning. It's interesting because I, I offered you that out during the wedding. I go, everybody relax. She's on Ambien. She'll be back asleep. And you specifically said, no, I'm not on Ambien. I just want her out. Yeah. Sometimes when I get a text on my phone that's like, yeah. Weird text tone. Where it's like, people think it's an Amber Alert. It's actually just an Ambient Alert. And it's an alarm for me to take more Ambient because I have problems. Why do you have problems sleeping? And we promise we'll get to the music very soon, folks. <laughs> Shelly is falling asleep on, on the on national... I'm just kidding. That was a soundboard, dummy. Ah, We're in the Shelly radio gets right us now. again. Just, uh, you've been duped. <laughs> Duped by the shellster. Dump. I need to poop. Shelly, we really got to go over your soundboard in the pre-production meeting next time. My soundboard is all out of whack today. I don't know what's going on with it. But anyway, I have a full beard. Things are going hard in my life right now. Shelly, when's the last time you ever been in love? Oh, well, I did see a boy at a lemonade stand, and then I realized he wasn't of age. And I said, stop it, Shelly. Stop going back for lemonade. You've already had six refills for 60 cents, okay? Stop it. Whoa, Shelly doing a little bit of molesting of her own, it seems. No, I just molested with my eyes. Oh. And he was a Dominican child in San Petito. Uh, it's a little village outside of San Dubois and Tejas outside of the border of Mexico and um, it was a very strange turn of events I thought it was a full grown man he had a mustache turns out 10 year old Mm -hmm. Dominicans sometimes develop a little bit quicker than American boys Mm -hmm. I asked him his name he told me and I said wow you look like a hunk and then I and what was his name his name was Shard Shard Mm mm-hmm interesting name not what i've ever heard of the dominican variety what what do you think shard translates to oh yeah it translates to mm, i've got indigestion indigestion is brought to you by pepto-bismol on q105 do you have indigestion then get pepto-bismol on q105 Sorry, we had to play one of our ad We do have to shoehorn in some of these sponsors here. It is very true. So you fell in love with a boy at a lemonade stand. It was not to be because, of course, he was a child. And uh, the the love didn't work out. Now, are you you keeping in touch 
with Shard. Touch. Yeah. Are you keeping in touch with him? Are you hoping maybe you'll you'll kind of groom him until he becomes of legal age? Whoa, I ain't no groomer, boomers. Okay. That's not happening with me. Once I knew, I fled the scene of the crime. I put I laid him down on the ground and I traced a chalk outline around him and I said, You're dead to me. Wow. Yeah. Very dramatic, Shelly. Yeah, I didn't I'm... know you to be so dramatic. Oh, you don't think I'm dramatic? No. Well, I mean, outside of the wedding and everything else you've ever said, I tried to just keep you on my good side, Shelly. Okay. I'm truly worried you're going to stab me in my sleep someday. No, not at all. Because I did. And Shelly, now, I would love for you to be honest here in this moment. I did have a moment. Here comes honest train. Choo, 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 choo. Here comes honest train. Choo, choo. Okay, go ahead. I I do want to go over those drops in the pre-production meeting, but I, I, I have something very uncomfortable I'd like to bring up with you. And again, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but Here I would comes love the uncomfort. your honesty. I did hear someone... In, it sounded like, if I'm not mistaken, inside my room with my wife and I last night, uh, uh, breathing fr- coming from the closet. And it didn't sound like a, a quiet breathing. It sounded like a labored, almost in a way to, yes, very, yeah, very similar to that. Were you in my bedroom? I wasn't in your bedroom, but I did plant a speaker. It was a Bluetooth speaker. Um, I planted um just on loop, um, if you've ever heard the um, 50 Cent song, um, In the Club. Yeah, uh, that's a real <sighs> banger. <sighs> I played that sound bite on loop. One, two, three, two, four, two, five. You know that song? Right. But Not I, In the Club, uh, but a different which one. Which one was that then? That's the... Uh, getting frisky. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. tipsy. That's also not 50 Cent. In the cent. Club. That's not 50 Cent? <laughs> You're thinking of find me in the club, bottle of bub, I've got what you need. No, no, no. This is another- Everybody in the club getting tipsy is Chingy. No, no, no. Uh, actually, Chingy sung right there in right Holiday there. Inn. But who this said, song, who, who sang in... everybody in the club getting tipsy? It's not 50 Cent. You are right. It's Very another- Very correct. It's another guy. Ooh, that's just going to rub my bark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this concludes our music segment on the show. Now you know why we don't play anything. We're Um, very out of the loop. We're very behind on our rock block that's coming at you very soon. Um, Thank you so much for joining Shelly. And Babito in the mornings, in you the know mornings. us, Drive Time Radio. The highways are a mess out there. Drive while you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, don't rub anybody's bark. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Wig. If someone wrote down the whole storyline of everything that just happened, I mean, it would read like a fever dream. Oh, absolutely. And I hope that whoever's watching or listening to this experienced a fun fever dream that Mike and I just had. Yeah. I hope you experienced that and had fun with us along the way and that you're still with us. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, the, the, the plus 15s that might have been tapped on the, uh, you know, when you can skip for 15 seconds uh, at a yeah, time yeah, on yeah. the thing. I mean, it just looks so crazy. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like me crying. Yeah, what was the actual tears? Um, Do you, are you one of those guys that you tear when you yawn? No, I, I you just conjured up actual tears. I conjured up some tears. You're able to do that. Yeah. At, uh, when I'm fuck. dialed in, when I'm dialed in, I can do it. Wow. Uh, but I was getting in a slap happy mode and I was like, I could feel them dormant and I was like, Oh, I can release them now. That was wild. Yeah. That's very, that's the one thing I could never do when I took acting classes. They were like, like I could go to happy. I could do rage. I could do comedy. But then when they were like, the teacher was like, I want to get you to cry. It's like, I know that's what you need to work on. And I got, did some scene where it got to like, I felt my face being hot. You know what I mean? Like, and it felt like there weren't actual tears, but it did feel like that. I could maybe get there. And then I, I don't know. I caught myself kind of peeking up and just seeing the rest of the actors in the yeah, class like, just watching me. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. It took you out of it. I yeah. hate this. This sucks. Uh, it was a good exercise for me. But one of the hardest acting classes that I've ever done was during the pandemic through freaking Zoom, man. Ah. It was so hard. Yeah. Because to do the scenes for people who are not even in person. No. The delay, uh, too. So you're doing your 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 scene with a partner who's not even with you. So like, if you can do that, like like, I worked on some scenes really hard and felt good about them. But dude, it was such a challenge. Sure, I would to imagine. Just like the, you know, just the connection, the lack of connection, of literally course. being away Shelly from Shelly and Babita are not happening over Zoom. That's not going to work, dude. Do you know how clunky and how hard that would have been if we tried to do like. I feel bad. I still feel bad. There's a couple of New York comics where they did my podcast for the first time over the pandemic. Yeah. And I just kind of, I just kind of regret it. I'm like, I should have just waited, dude. I should have waited to do it in person because now that's like, you think you scarred them a little, Hmm. a little. There's a couple of them that I respect. I'm like, ah, yeah that i'm like i wish it would have been the come on the real experience yeah, yeah. come on the this fever is, dream this is what it you is. need this is the yeah. good stuff right here be able to use the voice box i mean everything's going well yeah you know? i'm literally using voices on my end and they're like Haha. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i'm hitting yeah. different so i'm like isn't they're like, funny? <laughs> they're like yeah i don't i don't yeah, have that. i don't know la comics are way different than us yeah, <laughs> yeah. damn dude yeah i mean you got you got a great setup though this is very fun yeah, enjoy this your authentic wood paneling back here too and everything it's very um you know it has a little bit of mildew so it's curling up a little bit uh, yeah 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 it's all right man it adds to the character yeah of course okay, um good. i want to get into this uh i think this final segment uh that you've done before one other time and it is called sax talk oh sax I had just gotten my first car. It was a 1988 Buick Skyhawk, one of the classiest cars ever to be discontinued in the late 80s. And with that car comes uh, sexual exploration and uh, a lot of attention from women. There was a girl in my neighborhood that uh, I was interested in, and then when I got a car, all of a sudden, wouldn't you know it, she was interested in me. 
So we uh, we started to uh, talk to one another. We would occasionally make out, but our relationship essentially consisted of me driving to her house, picking her up, driving a block away, and then we would just park and start making out. There was one time in particular I remember we uh, I had a great opening line. I said, I parked the car and I go, hey, should we climb into the back? Which is very fun because we, we could have gotten out, but we crawled over the center console into the back. And it was great. And we had, uh, we didn't have sex, short of sex. We did have, uh, you know, there were, there. we got to, I guess, second base, as the kids would call it. Some, some gentle, some nice cupping, some hands going in various places, down pants, in and around the area. Great time. Dropped her back off at her place. Went to talk to her again a couple weeks later. She broke it off. Wasn't no longer interested. Next time I saw her, she was dating a woman and is still dating a woman. And so I believe that my botched attempt at fingering was the last straight sexual encounter that she had before... Uh, converting full time. <laughs> or maybe I helped push her in the direction that she always knew in her heart was true. And so maybe I'm actually a hero. So, hey, out there, um, won't say your real name, but almost just did. You're welcome for showing you the light. <laughs> And that's Sax Talk with Mike and Jeremiah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm being queued up to say something else. <laughs> and I... And, uh... <laughs> I just wanted to keep going for as long as I, I was about. Like, panic talking. There, there's, something, there's something about that with... A sax in music where it feels like a rush cue like no yeah, no no like, like go like it's kind of like and I saw her there yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like you're gonna keep building <laughs> and that's the end yeah, yeah and you're like no but but like we ended five minutes ago <laughs> yeah 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 I just thought about that because she was very uh she was super cool too but it is so funny dude to be like crawling into a backseat with the the only thing I had to offer was uh, a backseat to make out in it was pretty cool, though. You ever make out in the backseats of cars? And we could have made out in the front seat, but your backseat just feels better. Yeah, just more room. I guess I really haven't. Yeah, because I did really didn't start, you know, I'm very limited in my sexual experience. Like, right. not now, because, uh-huh, you know, me and my wife, you know, we've, you know, we've been out there, you, you know? You get it. We yeah, get you got, it now. You got a receipt that you have sex exactly. with a kid, dude. That's, I mean, the ultimate receipt on sex is, yeah. ha-ha, your boy didn't pull out. Yeah, we, I was going to say, we, we, know, we, have, we have facts to back up that you're not a virgin anymore. For me, there's no evidence of it. Yeah. 
I mean, I could still, I could, this all could be a ruse. I could still be a virgin. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I guess we'll find out one day on the next episode of Jeremiah Wonders. <laughs> we open you having sex with, yeah. with your wife. It's like, what? What's happening? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, I always love see seeing you. you, whether it's in LA or I'm in New York, whatever. So, um, yeah, I'll see you uh, out there next month and we'll uh, keep hanging, my friend. And if you guys are in any areas where Mike Feeney is performing stand-up comedy, please go see him. You will not yes. be disappointed. I please always watch him. This is coming from uh, a fellow comedian. I enjoy watching his sets, so I think you guys will enjoy it very much. Oh, Love you, brother. Kind of you. Thank you, brother. Love you.